Chapter One of Calatan, Our Little Alaskan Cousin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Calatan, Our Little Alaskan Cousin by mary f nixon Roulet. chapter one calatin tenace it was bitterly cold calatin tenace felt it more than he had in the long winter for then it was still and calm at night and now the wind was blowing straight in from the sea and the river was frozen tight a month before the ice had begun to break and he had thought the cold was over and that the all too short alaskan summer was at hand now it was the first of may and just as he had begun to think of summer pleasures lo a storm had come which seemed to freeze the very marrow of his bones however our little alaskan cousin was used to cold and trained to it and would not dream of fussing over a little snowstorm. Calatin started out to fish for his dinner, and though the snow came down heavily and he had to break through the ice to make a fishing hole, and soon the ice was a wind-swept plain where even his own tracks were covered with a white pall, he fished steadily on he never dreamed of stopping until he had fish enough for dinner for like most of his tribe he was persevering and industrious calatin was a tinklet though if you asked him he would say he was clinkit this is a tribe which has puzzled wise people for a long time for the tinklets are not eskimos not indians not colored people not whites they are the tribes living in southeastern alaska and along the coast many think that a long long time ago they came from japan or some far eastern country for they look something like the japanese and their language has many words similar to japanese in it Perhaps long years ago, some shipwrecked Japanese were cast upon the coast of Alaska, and finding their boats destroyed and the land good to live in, settled there, and thus began the Tlingit tribes. The Chilkats, Haidas, and Shimshams are all Tlingits, and are by far the best of the brown people of the Northland they are honest simple and kind and more intelligent than the indians living farther north in the colder regions the tinklet coast is washed by the warm current from the japan sea and is not much colder than chicago or boston though the winter is a little longer calatin fished diligently but caught little he was warmly clad in sealskin around his neck was a white bearskin ruff as warm as toast and very pretty too as soft and fluffy as a lady's boa 
on his feet were moccasins of walrus hide he had been perhaps an hour watching the hole in the ice and knelt there so still that he looked almost as though he were frozen indeed that was what those thought who saw him there for suddenly a dog sledge came round the corner of the hill and a loud halloo greeted his ears boston men he said to himself as he watched them lost the trail they indeed had lost the trail and ted strong had begun to think they would never find it again Chet wolf their indian guide had not talked very much about it but lapsed into his favorite no understanding a remark he always made when he did not want to answer what was said to him ted and his father were on their way from sitka to the copper river mr strong was on the united states geological survey which ted knew meant that he had to go all around the country and poke about all day among rocks and mountains and glaciers he had come with his father to this far alaskan climb in the happiest expectation of adventures with bears and indians always dear to the heart of a boy he was pretty tired of the sledge having been in it since early morning and he was cold and hungry besides so he was delighted when the dog stopped and his father said hop out son and stretch your legs we'll try to find out where we are before we go any farther Chet wolf meanwhile was interviewing the boy who came quickly toward them who are you demanded Chetwolf. Palatin Tanas was the brief reply. Where are we? was the next question. Near to Pilchikinman River. Where is a camp? There, said the boy, pointing toward a clump of pine trees. Ours. Ted, by this time, was tired of his own unwonted silence, and he came up to Calatan, holding out his hand. My name is Ted Strong he said genially greeting cheerfully at the young alaskan i say this is a jolly place i wish you would teach me to fish in a snow hole it must be great fun i like you let's be friends callaton took the boy's hand in his own rough one ma see thank you he said a sudden quick smile sweeping his dark face like a fleeting sunbeam but disappearing as quickly leaving it grave again olo hungry yes said mr strong hungry and cold camp said callaton preparing to lead the way with the hospitality of his tribe for the thinklets are always ready to share food and fire with any stranger the two boys strode off together, and Mr. Strong could scarcely help smiling at the contrast between them. Ted was the taller, but slim, even in the furs, which almost smothered him, leaving only his bright face exposed to the wind and weather. His hair was a tangle of yellow curls, which no parting could ever affect. 
for it stood straight up from his forehead like a golden fleece his mother called it his aureole his skin was fair as a girl's and his eyes as big and blue as a young viking's but the indian boy's locks were black as ink his skin was swarthy his eyes small and dark and his features that strange mixture of the indian the eskimo and the japanese which we often see in the best of our alaskan cousins boys however are boys all the world over and friendly animals and ted was soon chatting away to his newly found friend if he had known him all his life what's your name he asked calliton was the answer they call me calliton tenace footnote little arrow End footnote my father was tyee where is he asked ted he wanted to see an indian chief dead said calliton briefly i'm sorry said ted he adored his own father and felt it was hard on a boy not to have one he was killed said calliton but we had blood money from them he added sternly what's that asked ted curiously long time ago when one man kill another his clan must pay with a life one must be found from the tribe to cry oh 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 ha e ku cut e chi ku cut ready to die ready to die his voice wailed out the mournful chant which was weird and solemn and almost made ted shiver but now the boy went on boston men americans do not like the blood tax so the murderer pays money instead we got many blankets and baskets and monies for calliton tyee he great chief do you live here asked ted no live on island out there calliton waved his hand seaward come to fish with my uncle clake tyee this good fishing ground it's a pretty fine country said ted glancing at the scene which bore charm to other than boyish eyes to the east were the mountains sheltering a valley through which the frozen river wound like a silver ribbon winding toward the sea a cold green glacier filled the valley between two mountains with its peak of beauty toward the shore which swept in toward the river's mouth in a sheltered cove were glumps of trees giant fir aspen and hemlock green and beautiful while seaward swept the waves in white-capped loveliness calliton ushered them to the camp with great politeness and considerable pride you've a good place to camp said mr strong and we will gladly share your fire until we are warm enough to go on ted's face fell must we go right away he asked this is such a jolly place no go to-day said calliton briefly to chet wolf colas footnote snow and footnote huh said chet wolf think some here comes my uncle 
said Callaton, and he ran eagerly to meet an old Indian who came toward the camp from the shore. He eagerly explained the situation to the Taiyi, who welcomed the strangers with grave politeness. He was an old man with a seamed, scarred face but kindly eyes. Chief of the Tinklets, his tribe was scattered, his children dead, and Callaton about all left to him of interest in life. There will be more snow, he said to Mr. Strong. You are welcome. Stay and share our fire and food. Do let us stay, father, cried Ted, and his father smiled indulgently, but Callaton looked at him in astonishment. Alaskan boys are taught to hold their tongues and let their elders decide matters, and Callaton would never have dreamed of teasing for anything. But Mr. Strong did not wish to face another snowstorm in the sledge, and knew he could work but little till the storm was past, so he readily consented to stay a few days and let Ted see some real Alaskan hunting and fishing. Both boys were delighted, and soon had the camp rearranged to accommodate the strangers. The fire was built up, Ted and Callaton gathering cones and fir branches, which made a fragrant blaze, while Chekwoof cared for the dogs, and the old chief helped Mr. Strong pitch his tent in the lee of some fragrant firs. Soon all was prepared and supper cooking over the coals, a supper of fresh fish and seal fat, which Alaskans consider a great delicacy, and to which Mr. Strong added coffee and crackers from his stores, and Indians and whites ate together in friendliness and amity. End of chapter 1 Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C.